Hello and welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons Live. Uh, I'm Fergus, I am your host. Uh, today I am joined by Trevor, uh, Gunnar Hilsey on Twitter, and Big Steve, uh, Steve Whitty, uh, Warrington, um, uh, is joining us. And we're hopefully going to be joined by Scunny Mike, Mike Addison, uh, on uh, the... Um, uh, on the panel shortly we're going to do talk about quite a few different bits and pieces um we're going to talk about uh the frankfurt game which you were at trev weren't you i was um, focused yes i was and we are going to look at uh, just generally have a a breeze over that game but our main focus will be on the villa game which was on yesterday uh, we'll also do a little bit of a Gooner debate, uh, which I did share some topics with you guys. Some of you were very open to discussing them. Some of them, some of you were were, were less so. <laughs> and, and, and nobody's going to get uh, uh, pointed out on that one. So, uh, how are we doing, uh, uh, Scotty? I introduced you when you were we were trying to jump in because you, you had a um, poor connection. But yeah, and I come on shaking my head, making sure my camera is working. <laughs> like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. That's, a, that's all right. That's all right. It's still cold up north, I see. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> <sighs> Do you know what? I just can't be out. Yeah, that's that's probably <laughs> that's probably more the truth of it. More the truth yeah. of it. So on Thursday we went to Frankfurt, um, and we had our first game in the Europa League. Uh, we took on what I would have thought as our most competitive uh, opponent in that group stage um I, it was a, it was a trip that i wanted to to make uh, as i said before for circumstances of stuff going on life gets in the way uh, i didn't go but um trev you end up going what was it like what was, one what was your journey like and uh with the atmosphere in and around the the ground and beforehand i know we've done some live chats you got to the stadium earlier in the day uh and you saw you saw them doing some training beforehand, didn't you? Yeah, I did, Fergus. Yeah, it was it was a good trip, mate. It was a very good trip indeed. Very lucky living here on Kos. Um, this time of year, up until the end of October, we've got direct flights to Frankfurt. So I was able to jump on a plane straight to Frankfurt, straight back again. Atmosphere before the game around the city was very good. Lots of Arsenal fans there, lots of old faces. It was lovely to catch up with them all. Um, but them German fans, they're the same at every German ground I've ever been to. They're so loud and, and passionate for their club. The whole stadium sings. It's so difficult to make yourself heard as an away set of fans in these German stadiums. But we made a good effort. It was a good turnout um, and a cracking result with a young side. I owe Emery an apology because I had doubts about his ch team choice. Um, turned out the man knew he got it right, didn't he? Great night. Yeah, excellent trip, Fergus. Well, we did we did chat um, while you were in the stadium, and uh, you couldn't hear a word, did you? You tried to do we done Facebook Live and stuff like that, and uh, you just you couldn't get a word in edgeways, could you? Over that over the noise, especially as their team came out. But they're in there early as well, and they stay on late. Yeah, they they do, Fergus. You know that it's um, there was no way I was going to hear what you were saying on the phone. Um, even if I'd have had headphones in, I wouldn't have heard you. And they're that passionate, these fans. I mean. They lost 3-0. They got well beaten. You know, really, on another night, we could have had five or six, you know. Um, we can talk about that in a bit. But even though they lost 3-0, their players were still on the field 10 minutes after the game. The, their, their main end with all the flags in that I showed you on the little clip I did, they were all still there. None of them had gone. 
amazing fans, amazing atmosphere. Credit to their club. Um, yeah, and and that, I think that, you, made, that you, you made a comment that said that we've, they were less friendly the the, um, the following day after they had their, uh, <laughs> their, their loss. Yeah, it, it was an interesting trip home for me, Fergus, because obviously. I'm not going back to England with all the Arsenal fans. I'm coming on like a German holiday flight. I flew back with uh, Thomas Cook, actually. What a German, I'm Condor. So I'm on a plane full of 200 and odd Germans. Even two or three of them said that they were at the game the night before. But it didn't seem to be as sociable as the Germans had been in Frankfurt the day before. I don't know why. But um, but I had my Arsenal shirt. I'm proud as punch on that plane. The only Englishman on there. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a good trip home. So... Fair play. Yeah. Listen, yeah. and we came into that game on the back of a disappointing 2-2 draw against Watford, after which a defensive display was highly criticised and we where we surrendered uh, a two-goal lead. Uh, goals from academy graduates Joe Willock and Saka helped Arsenal overcome a difficult test against Eintracht Frankfurt uh, to begin their Europa League campaign with a victory. Willock on the 38th minute, but uh, the Gunners in front with a deflected shot um, before Saka who's impressed um, got a second by smashing his first goal in for the club on the 85th minute Abamyang got a third two minutes later uh, and we ended um, a three game uh, winless run uh, what did what did we make of the game you know Arsenal kept a clean sheet um, their second one of the season um, but we still looked a little bit uncertain at times uh, Steve I'll come to you first yeah I I thought again that our, our main issue was the midfield. There just seemed to be no cohesion. Um, you know, they were just running through us like a hot knife through butter. Um, defensively, I think we started quite shaky. There were there were lapse lapse moments, but I think overall, uh, I mean, credit where it's due. Mustafi had had a decent game. Louise, you know, looked fairly solid for the most part. Chambers. Did a good job at right back. Kalas, uh, no, who was at left back? It was Kalasnach, wasn't it? Um, you know, I think just standard, standard sort of unsure defensively going forwards. You know, as the game went on and they got tired, we just punished them. And mm. you know, we've seen us do that time and time again. And and you mentioned Mustafi, Mike. Your 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 you're a big fan of Mustafi. Uh, he started with Louise and he done okay. Uh, do you want to unmute yourself? No comment. <laughs> I didn't want to unmute myself. I thought I might swear. It might, it might, it might be better. And uh, some people are using your catchphrase in the comments, which uh, I won't put up just yet. Actually, you know what? Well, yeah, let him have go. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good man. Good man. <laughs> Potsy well, comes up Daniel. with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, points of note, Ozil didn't travel. Um, he, oh, was, <laughs> he was rested for the Villa game, which yeah, we're going to talk had, about. He had played 70 minutes all season. Come on, boys, give the man 71, a break. 71, 71 Listen, minutes. Before you Ooh. move off this game, don't you boys forget there was only one reason that we kept it nil-nil so long, and that was that young man Martinez in goal. Had a blinder. Very uh, which one of you, Mob on here, was it that said to me... At the start of the season, when I was saying Martinez will be a decent number two, no, he won't. He's not good wasn't, enough. Wasn't me. Um, wasn't me and at all. He kept us at nil-nil. Nil. 
Young man deserves credit for I've got Steve, I've got Steve on the uh, right hand side here, so I'm pointing yeah, at him I, and you, yeah. Steve. I, 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 get, take your credit, Steve, when you get it. No, I, I, I don't think it was me that was saying it at all. Um, I, I said that you look at. I said at the start of the season, and I've said the other day when Potsy was on the on the preview with Fergus. Actually, I said Martinez needs a chance. Look at him, how he performed at Reading, and I was saying this last season. I said the guy needs a chance. So it wasn't me at all. It may have been Manny. It may have been. In fact, I think it may have been Max. Actually, thinking about it, but I think Max like Martinez. Steve, but are you dis are you me. distributing blame? I think he is. I I, he is. I, I, I I said last season, look at how Martinez was playing at Redden. I said he, he he deserves a shot, and I said that on on the weekend as well. Uh, in fairness, I don't think I don't think he's going to be our first team keeper. And those questions that people have over Leno and so on. Um, but yeah, I think he's a good number two. He's probably. It's probably is he a bit too good to be number three, uh, number two? Maybe he should be at another club and you know getting first team football all the time. Look at what uh, since you brought up this. Look at look at Fabianski. You know how he's doing at West Ham. Yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah. He's doing really well at West Ham. Listen, what what the one thing that Martinez did do well, he, he, he used his head when just distributing the ball from the back. Right, we all know that they've been told to play the short ball from the back. We all know because they do it every game. But Martinez didn't take any risks. If, if, if there was nowhere to go, it got the hoof, you know, and, and that's how it should be. Play the ball from the back. Play it every time if you can. But if, it's, if there's nothing on, don't, don't put them under pressure and give a goal away. Get it clear. And, and, and we did give the ball away once or twice when he oofed it up the field, but it wasn't in a dangerous position, you know? Ryan McMurray has uh, messaged into us and said... He, um, he said he was he uh, he was okay, but he uh, prefers Macy better, um, and he was definitely impressed with Martinez. So you know, yeah, Ryan, I think we're all were all were uh, impressed with his with his performance. Um, oh, he, oh, he, he was. <laughs> he, I agreed. He, he, he's, he was I didn't. Very much, I'll, I'll he hold was, my hands up. I didn't. It's questions still out there. It's only one game. He was more. He did well. I'm glad I can say credit where it's due. He did well. And he, had a, so. he had a good preseason. And he as had well, a good game. I think. But I just thought, like this slate in Eleno is to me is not done really much wrong. He, he hasn't done anything wrong. I've not. No, no, I'm not saying it's you. I'm not saying it's you guys or anything like that. But from what I've seen, and obviously on Twitter and Facebook and stuff, there is a lot of people out there that do give him a lot of stick. But yeah. I just well, don't see why. It, you know, boys, it's funny, though, isn't it? Because, I mean, I posted on Facebook at half-time in the game that I thought Emil Smith-Rowe was having a really good game. And I genuinely thought that. Being in the stadium, he had that chance. He could have scored. And I looked, I was watching the game, and I thought, yeah, Smith-Rowe's done really well here. And within 10 seconds of me posting that on Facebook, I got ripped to pieces. Absolutely ripped to pieces. He's giving the ball away, he's doing this, doing that. And so the second half, I started watching him a bit more, focusing on him. And, yeah, I stand corrected. He, he you know... He was giving the ball away a bit and he eventually got subbed off, didn't he? But he's only a young man. He'll come again. He'll come again. The, the game did seem like it, it went past him a little bit. So, you know, listen, that's the Frankfurt game. A few facts on there. The final score was obviously 3-0. Arsenal picked up their first European win against German opposition since November 2013 when we beat Dortmund 1-0 in the Champions League. Wow, do you remember the Champions League, boys? <laughs> uh, that's the competition fair... we're going to be in next year, Fergus. Uh, I, I, you know what? I, I've 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 nailed on number on on third place. Um, 
who knows? <laughs> it's a it's a bit like the end of last season. Nobody seems to want of those four in the mix, and you've got West Ham and Leicester and doing what they're doing. So who knows? But having failed to win uh, any of our previous five trips, we've drawn one and lost four. Arsenal. I've only lost uh, one of the 13 group stage uh, Europa League games. We've won 10, drawn te- uh, two, uh, while this was the sixth consecutive clean sheet in the group stage of the competition. Uh, Saka, he needs, you talked about Mar- Martinez. Um, Saka also needs um, a mention. Uh, he's the youngest player to score for Arsenal in the Europa League stroke Champions League since October 20. 20- uh, sorry, 2008, when Aaron Ramsey, who was 17 years and 300 days old, um, netted a goal against Fenerbahce. Um, <sighs> what's that? Anthony Harris has just come along, and he must be aiming this to you, uh, um, Trev. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wondered where it was. I saw it, and I thought, who's third? Where yeah, we, who's third? Where are we going to finish then, Anthony? Where are we going to finish then? Answer, ah, answer. you drunk, finishing third. I get it now. <laughs> Just yeah. wait, wait, come up there. Are you drunk, Anthony? <laughs> you need to ride a bit better because we're doing this all live on the, on, on the hoof. Anthony went, you you drunk third. Um, and normally that is aimed at me as being Paul Merson, a.k.a. apparently. Well, you're um, not wrong on that a lot. Oh, right. <laughs> right, so looking at some of the stats, uh, we still let them have 24 shots uh, on, our, on our goal. Um, which is, you know, we keep on let, letting, and, and we'll do it on the on the Villa game as well, which we're going to go into in a second. We keep on letting all these shots come on our goal, and it, it just seems, uh, I, I, what what's the solution? Uh, is it is it a poor defence which we all criticise, or is it the midfield isn't strong enough? You know, I, I really, I, I really can't put my finger on it. Um, I, I know. I'm going to say I'll, I can say something. We need a defensive midfielder. We haven't got we have one. one. But we need one playing. We haven't got one. Position. We haven't got one. We have. Who? Terrera. We've got a defensive midfielder. We've got Luis. Right. We've got Chambers. We've got Torreira. We're just playing the wrong man there. Well, I'm not. I'm not you could argue. Well, I think we can argue about with Chambers in the Villa game because uh, there's. I've got some questions there as well for that one. But uh, defensive midfielder, as yes, we do need a defensive midfielder. But I think we need to. I honestly think we need to go out and buy one. Uh, Torreira, yeah, he is good in that position. But I don't know what instructions he's getting to bomb upfield. I really don't know what all that is about. But at the minute. <laughs> Our holding midfielder is Xhaka, and I think we all know where that is. And we all we, know we, what we, we can we, say we'll about We'll touch that. on Xhaka because when we yeah. talk about the, the Villa game. But um, Torreira in the um, in the Frankfurt game, just to close on the Frankfurt game, uh, Torreira in the Frankfurt game was playing more a forward, uh, more forward role, and I thought he actually had a good game. Um, Anthony did come back to us and clarified uh, that we're not a top four team <laughs> and he does wish he was actually drunk. <laughs> Good man. Okay. Um, man of the match, who would be your man of the match for the Frankfurt game? Uh, Trev, I'll start with you since you were out there. Uh, I'm going to go with Martinez. Three saves and his distribution. I'm going to go with Martinez. Okay. Mike? Saka. I'm going to be Saka. different. I've got a funny feeling everyone's going to say Martinez, so I'm going to go Saka. I think he deserves it. Steve? No, I'm going with Saka. I think he was absolutely relentless. He tracked back 
the tackle that he put in before he passed to Aubameyang to get that third goal, he was. I mean, Martinez was cracking. He kept the clean sheet, but Saka drove us to getting, you know, getting a couple of goals. So, I think Saka for me, goals win games. Uh, yeah, they do, but uh, keepers keep them out. I I was so so torn on this. Um, Saka was excellent, probably edged it, um, but Martinez, um, I thought had an excellent game had had an excellent game so we're on to the onto the villa game the lineups um looking at the lineups saka started and obviously on the back of his excellent performance that he had uh in frankfurt ozil he was rested <laughs> he was on the bench he didn't start lads anybody got an idea what the nearly? What the hell is um, is up with Ozil? Yeah, I can tell you, but I can tell you, with, I can't tell you without swearing. Well, you're not allowed to swear. Please <laughs> do not swear. No, no, I won't. I won't. No, um, uh, idolize itis is it or lazy itis? Um, it's. I, think it's well, I don't know. I think it's also Emery. I think Emery's not wanting to play him as well. Yeah, well, uh, he's got good reason not to want to play him. He, uh, yeah, he has because yeah. if he's not, if he's not turning up on the pitch when he does get on the pitch. He's only had seventy minutes. Well, is it was well, seventy seventy one minutes so far this season? And what's he done in them? He's made one decent pass. Yeah, but to be fair, you look at you look at the Watford game going just going back. He wasn't dreadful. He he didn't do a lot, but he wasn't bad. He didn't. Where was he? I didn't even see him. <laughs> As the only say, time I saw did, him was he when he's make, walking off the pitch. But he did make that pass to the Maitland-Niles to get across. Yeah, goal. but like, you, this is this is what really pass. bothers I'm, me I'm about not... Xhaka. And uh, Fergus is going to hate me now for doing this. And no, I'm not going to swear. Is Gwenduzi makes them passes week in, week out. He made one with Villa and he made one against uh, when he put the assist in. I can't remember what game it was now. But that's uh, what So it's at the end of the day, he's doing it week in, week out. So... You can't. This guy is Özil is thirty years old. He's had a lot more experience. He's been in top teams, or one top team, well, two top teams. Sorry, with Arsenal and Real Madrid. Um, he should, and he's on. Well, he's on stupid amount of money per week. And he, thank you, Ryan. He is. Ryan says he's too tired <laughs> right. carrying his wages to his bank. I've said yeah. it before and I'll say it again. There's underlying issues with Ozil that none of us know about. No one knows yeah. about. Because he's I not believe... turning up. He looks like his mind's elsewhere to me and uh, he's not playing yeah. any minutes. And, um, you know, there, there's an underlying issue there and uh, hopefully it gets sorted. Checking his online banking account, seeing them bloody zeros are all in. <laughs> so, note, listen. Why did he play such a big part in pre-season? Which, is, again, is, that's baffling. He was at Ozil. Yeah. And it, it oh, Fergus. Fergus, what are you doing? In pre-season, right, okay, we'll go talk about pre-season afterwards, but um, I arrived in block five and I'm row nine and that's row seven. There's a chap, step, well, beforehand, I'm queuing up at the bar as we do because we, we, we do what we do and we queue and... Uh, we had some Asians uh, come in and they just jumped at the front of the queue and got a beer and I tapped them on the shoulder and said, excuse me, um, we queue over here. 
and they looked at me and uh, Potsy was with me and he just and his dad and they were just laughing at my reaction. Um, and I get to my seat and this guy's on front of me. And I was at first I was, you know, really? And then I was fuming and he was just filming the whole time. And um, he uh, I tapped him on the shoulder and I just went, hello, mate. I said, uh, we're not in Italy. I said, uh, wrong shirt, wrong club. He put his top on. <laughs> he got on the wrong plane to, to, to Turin, mate. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. He did put his top on. He did. He did put his top on. Um, right. So, looking at the just uh, your your point on preseason. Preseason was prior to all the aggro with whatever went on. True. Um, yeah. So, and and as Trev said, issues. There's underlying issues that we none of us know about. Um, so uh, the first half, Gwendozi, you mentioned uh, Gwendozi and saying how well he's played. Gwendozi summed up our first half performance. He was sloppy in possession. Uh, his failure to track back McGinn led to the first goal. 20 minutes in, uh, McGinn flicked it to El Ghazi, uh, uh, flicked in an El Ghazi cross to put Villa ahead in the first half before Maitland-Niles was shown a second yellow card for a rash tag tackle on Neil Taylor four minutes before the break. What were your thoughts um, on, first of all, it was hard to see, um, it was hard to see uh, the game in the UK because it wasn't um, shown live on, on UK TV. Did you all manage to get to see the game? Yes. Well, yeah. most of it, probably. yes, most of it. Oh. And was... what were your thoughts then, Trev, on the first yellow card I thought was, was a stonewall yellow. Yeah, it was definitely yellow, first yellow card. Second, I think if we'd have been able to use VAR, I don't think he'd have got a second yellow card, would he? You know, because his foot was up, but he wasn't going for the player anywhere near it. He was making a tackle, he took the he ball. He got the ball, Trev. And it was his natural movement of his leg that took his foot up. That's not malicious. That's not a booking. That's, that's him. when I was younger, boys, that was a lightweight tackle. If you missed a player, then you, then, then you was in trouble, let me tell you. And, and the thing it, is, he got the ball. Yeah, he that, did that, get the ball. He got the ball. Exactly, yeah. But, like, you, you know where we are in the in the stadium, and it was just in front of the, the dugout, so we're looking along that line, and you can see the ball was going this way, and all of a sudden it went along the, along the touchline. He did get the ball. His trailing leg did catch um, uh, the, the Villa player, um, but uh, the Villa player did top of cock his leg out to the side a little bit to try and I don't know get the ball or whatever so for me it could easily have been a free kick and continue at play but equally it could have been um, a yellow card for both players I did think the way the referee actually managed that booking was awful I don't think he actually realized he had given uh, Maitland-Niles the first yellow because he reached to his back pocket first of all, then he thought about it, and then he reached to his his front pocket, took the yellow out, and then he type and looked at his card and realised, oh shit, I've like booked, I booked him. So, uh, you know, it it could have gone either way, either way. Look, the way it is, he he got the ball at the end of the day, and like Trev said, the this is what VARs for something like this. And it was pretty clear, even when they slowed it down on the highlights, because I watched the highlights as well. I've watched, him, I've watched it on two or three plat platforms today. And, uh, it, yeah, I agree with Andy there. It, it was unlucky. and it, It's the way it is. But 
if VAR is meant for something like this, if the referee's completely missed it and looking elsewhere, because that referee was shocking. I know they said something else. Uh, <laughs> good, good track back. Um, he was absolutely shocking on the day. So he, he actually got the ball, it, you, you know, and obviously he's caught the player on the way through, but the way it works, surely, I think the way it works is he got, he got the ball. If it was in the penalty area and, it was exactly the same thing. If VAR had be shown, he got the ball first, it'd carry on play. So how's that how's it work that if it's just at, you know, I mean outfield? Yeah, I, 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 sorry, I was gonna say before you go on, uh, Trev, the, the worst thing was uh, Alex mentions it, the worst thing is he, he crocked himself and making yeah, there is that as well, yeah. So so you know, he's he's got a one match ban anyway for a red card. Um and will will he have you know how long will he be out? Any has anybody heard of how long he's out for his injury? I reckon that re that red card will probably get overturned. Do you reckon? Oh, that you can... oh, yeah. oh, I don't think he's injured. I don't think he's injured. No, he'll be injured yeah. he, he was buying time on the floor. He's a clever lad. But just going back to what Mike said, you said <clears> that he did catch him in this in the games we watch nowadays. They don't get caught, do they? They get touched and they go down. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. You know that 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 crown muncher down at Tottenham. He's he's which starting one? off. You know, you touch well, him. You, you know, I mean, you, you can go you can go through a list, can't you, Trevor? You can go yeah. with Salah, you can go with Kane, yeah. you can go with Ali, you can go yeah. with a load of them, and they all well, do the same. You know, I mean, one little buddy fingertip you know, touch and they're crying all over the place, rolling around. Look at Neymar, for God's sake. Well, Mike, if, if we're honest, we can say that about some of our own players as well. Oh, they yeah, you can. They get an expert at a little leg flick to, to, to find a touch. And as soon as they're touched, then they're gone, you know? Yeah. So maybe we do need to expand VA. That's the first season of VR. So, you know, maybe we need to expand it. I don't think that I, Maitland Niles would have got a red if they'd have looked, no. if, the, if the ref could have looked at that again, he would have uh, with, he wouldn't with, have got a red. With regards to appealing, I don't think you can appeal two yellow cards. So although it turned into a red, you can't appeal a yellow uh, uh, two yellows. You can overturn the ban. Yeah, you can overturn the ban. Yeah. Are you sure? You see, I have every single. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can overturn that. Yeah, you can overturn the uh, red card. Yeah, so you got because he got a red card, you can overturn it. So you can overturn the ban. Okay, uh, but in, fair, well. in fairness, Bellerin and Tierney uh, next Monday night against Bellerin, I th uh, against uh, Man United should probably start. So Maitland-Niles um, probably will do with the rest if he has or has not been injured one way or the other. So in uh, well, when it, Fergus, Fergus, just before you move on, mate, just before you move on, I'm sorry. Are we going? We're going to talk about tomorrow's game, are we? I've, I've and I've got the list here, but I can't scroll down it to be honest at the minute. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk we're about. Gonna... We're going to touch okay. on it. We've we've got an hour. We've already eaten up twenty six minutes, so we're we're well, we, could, we might we might go slightly longer. I mean, the reason I'm asking is that we could have a very interesting defence out tomorrow night. We could have a very interesting defence out tomorrow. Night. We could have Bellerin, Tierney, and Holding all back in the side. Okay, okay, yeah. you know, hold, hold, uh, hold that hold that thought. Let's finish this game, Trev, and then yes, I do agree that that, that is what the discussion point would be about what potential lineups we should have tomorrow night. So we went in at 1-0. Um, I was with Potsy and I was with um, Brad and, and, and a few of the other guys, um, uh, some from the forum, some from Guns and Yellow Ribbons and so on. And we were talking and, you know, people saying, you know, if if we lose this, Emery will be under pressure. And this isn't getting into like an Emery in-out sort of debate whether you think he's a good manager or not. But he genuinely, I think, would have been under pressure one by the fan base and two just by the fact that 
Um, it was an opportunity after the Watford game as well. It was an opportunity to put things right. And with the results that had gone, uh, Tottenham had lost. How much did we laugh? Um, uh, Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea were going to lose. On... <laughs> the only team ever to be winning 2-0 and lose 2-1. My good God, I nearly scored then. <laughs> you, you're going to love VAR. And, and they're the ones who were singing VAR, VAR, VAR. Uh, so Chambers came on uh, for Saka. Unfortunate for Saka. I thought he would get another 15 minutes or so. But because of Maitland-Niles red, that was going to be obvious. I personally would have taken uh, probably Shaka off um, and put uh, Chambers on and left um, uh, left Saka on for a little bit longer. This Saka Shaka, this is really going to be difficult for me, isn't it? I'm bad enough with <laughs> bloody pronunciation. So Guendouzi, despite his first half of um well, the whole team were pretty poor in the first half. Guendouzi led by example, and you know me. I am. I, I'm not saying I'm not a fan of Guendouzi, but I am a, a quite a, a strong critic of Guendouzi. And I say that if you're old enough to be in the first team, you should be good enough to be in the first team. And on occasions, I don't think he is. But honestly, humble pie, because uh, in the first, in that second half, Guendouzi led by example. He. he in the closing stages, uh, he was just driving runs into the penalty area. Um, one of those runs resulted in a sloppy tackle from Engels. I think that's how you uh, call him, allowing Pepe to score um, uh, from the from the penalty spot on the 59th minute to bring it back to an equaliser. Uh, the penalty, how, do, how did we rate the penalty, uh, Steve? Took it well. I think, do you I think? think? Yeah, I thought, I thought Aubameyang... You know, self selflessly gave it away, um, which we saw him do with Lacazette when he had his drought last season. Um, but no, I, I thought he took it well. I think, I think if in doubt, just slam it down the middle, and that's exactly what he did. He used to take penalties for for Lille, so yeah. I as soon as I saw him step up, I thought this is it. This is this is going in. And he didn't even look at the keeper once. No, he just. He knew where he was placing it. He knew that keep was going to go one way or the other, so he, he struck it straight down the middle. You, you you say that. So you're saying he looked quite confident. I I actually thought he didn't look that confident. Mm. I mean, he got he, nine out of ten penalties for oh, Lille last no, season. I, Mike, I'm not denying his oh, yeah. uh, his capability of scoring, but on mm. that particular event, I didn't think he looked very confident. He looked quite nervous. Well, he's going Anybody? to be. He? Yeah, he's going to be nervous. He's he's about to score his first his first goal for Arsenal. Hopefully, Aubameyang's played a blinder, giving him that credit to that young lad. Um, but yeah, he's going to be nervous. Oh, the 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 penalty down the middle. Yeah, he's gone safe, and he's thinking, "I'm not missing it. I'm going to hope the keeper moves, and I'm going to put it down the middle." Um, but credit to him. Yep. Yeah. And let's let's hope this starts him off on a roll now, Ray, eh? and uh, um, and and he keeps going because. Up front, I don't think you can fault us, can you? But but Trev, seconds later, um, well, not sec minutes later, uh, Arsenal went behind again when Wesley on the 60th minute went down the other end and scored a more uh, another goal uh, to put them two one. Calamitous defending by um, Louise. Uh, I actually, from where we were sitting, I thought it went in off Louise's. So, but I think Wesley just got a little bit to it. Leg, Louise didn't get anything on it, but it was it was the, it was Xhaka dropping off of 
dropping off of the runner. Socrates was trying to cover in case he, he passed it out wide. So as soon as Xhaka dropped off his run, Socrates was left to carry on. He was left flat-footed. And then Louise was, you know, was in front of the keeper, tried playing the leg and got nowhere near it. So mm. I think it, I don't I don't think in that occasion you can put all the blame on Louise, but Xhaka, Louise, and Socrates together, you know, just positionally, it was just shocking. Uh, Gwenduzi, he <laughs> he's making me eat my words big time. Um, Gwenduzi drew a fine save from Tom Heaton, uh, who pushed a low drive from the edge of the box uh, around the post, and he was gutted by that as well. Mm. Uh, you know, you could see, and I've watched it again since um, uh, on on match of the day a couple of times today, and you could see he was just like, oh Jesus, he 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 really thought he had, and and it was quite an adventurous shot from from far out because there wasn't really much else on. It was a hell of a shot, but it also was a hell of a save as well. Mm. So yeah, it was it was. I felt, I felt for him as well because I was hoping he would score. Yeah, I, I, I said it. Yeah, I just want to see you eating humble pie, Fergus. <laughs> no, I said it the other day, Mike, and uh, I, I, I still not checked it, but I did hear that Gwendozi's never scored a goal at, at first team level. You know, desperately need, <laughs> desperately need him to score a goal, that young man, because that's all that's missing at the minute, isn't it, Fergus? Yeah, I'm sure he has. Has he? Yeah, he's not scored in the league. Scored. He has scored for us, though. Yeah, he has yeah. scored for us, but he hasn't scored in the league. Uh, uh, a guy right. who, a guy, a guy who's come under, so. I could a be guy, wrong. A guy who's come under a lot of criticism from all of us um, is a Granite Shaka. Um, and I'm not, again, not a great fan of him. And you can see from Mike in the corner, uh, he's holding his head in his hands. Um, he, 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 he's not a fan's favourite at the minute. Um, I know Steve had a, a, a very detailed conversation with some people on. Arsenal fans forum about him and some of the other defenders and you know he's he, he's definitely Marmite but he got taken off for 59 minutes uh, or, or thereabouts it, it was just it was around just after that uh, that goal went in I think um, he was taken off and when his number went up there was the loudest roar in the stadium you could believe and Trev you go to the games What's your thoughts on on that and uh, like Shaka as well? Right, I don't rate Shaka. I don't rate him at all. I think he gives the ball away far too often. Serious face here now, right? I think he gives the ball away far too often, and I don't think he's up to the standard we need. But he goes any place for the Arsenal. I speaking personally, I'm an Arsenal fan. Yeah, I will never ever boo a player off the field or cheer in a malicious way. Yeah. I, I don't think he's good enough. I don't think I, I'd like to see others in the side, but don't boo him. Don't be booing them boys. They're out there playing for the Arsenal. You're an Arsenal fan, you know, have your opinions, but you're not doing him any favors. Are you by booing? He's still going to get in the team next week. If, if Emery picks him, all you're, all you're doing by booing him is just lowering his confidence even more. But he don't help himself, Shaka, does he? Because these couple of interviews he's given in the last couple of weeks have not helped him at all. Not helped him at all. You know, he's not helped himself, the lad. But you still won't hear me booing a player, regardless of who it was. And trust me, I've seen some rubbish at the Arsenal. 
as most yeah, well, of us. Well, well, Andy Fink has just commented saying, "Remember Abuwe getting booed off too." Not uh, not a fan's best work was his comment, and um, you know, he was he was the sub that got subbed, and he was crying when he left. You, we. We support the Arsenal. It doesn't matter who's in the dugout, who's on the pitch. We support the Arsenal. You... Absolutely, Fergus. Well said, mate. I personally wouldn't do it myself, but I can see why people are doing it. Because of everything... Uh, yeah, but you've got to see it from other people's point of view as well. You know what I mean? I know it's rose-tinted glasses and probably blinkers on at times, but I can see why people are doing it with everything that is done, with everything he's putting in the press, is. But you know, I mean, he's putting that blame game to everyone else. He's that, that's it. it's it, this is the thing, it is he's made a rod for his own back. That's the problem. And I can see what you guys are saying. Yes, I, I me personally, I wouldn't do it. I agree with you guys on that, but I can still understand why so many people are doing it. Rebecca, Re yeah. Rebecca, um, just um, commented about uh, Shaka and his hand signal. Um, I think at Frankfurt. Uh, that's yeah. to do with Albanian. It's an Albanian thing because I know he's um, it, officially he's German, isn't he? No, Swiss. he's Swiss. He's Swiss, but his brother plays for the Albanian national team, so they're both yeah. Albanian. Um, yeah. And that's to do with when Albania and Kosovo weren't recognised. So, um, by, the, I hope, by the way, I hope... Fergus. By the way, Fergus. That's not Rebecca. Rebecca's lovely. That's Terry Greenwood's missus. Terry eyes behind his missus. His Facebook, but he has got a point. Yeah, it's yeah. Got I wonder what it was that Anne signed. It did appear that he was giving some kind of negative gesture, from my perspective, to the fans. But you've just explained it, mate. So that, that puts that one to bed, in fairness. Okay, okay. Um, so where are we? We've got uh, the substitution. Uh, Tyrone Mings, uh, for whose form saw him called up for England, the England squad, was punished for a poor header on the edge of the six-yard box when Chambers equalised uh on the 81st minute now chambers was at partly a fault i think for um the uh the, the them going ahead i think he lost his man when wesley scored but um but uh yeah. chambers was persistent in uh in because he he put a he tried to put a cross in and the cross came off tyrone mings and then he just went sod it, and he put it in the back of the net, and he was delighted with it with his goal. And you can know what? Point, I... Can I just point out as well who who actually gave the ball to Chambers? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Fergus, who was it? Yeah, I, I expect it was Gwentusi because he's trying to wind me up. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was a hell of a pass as well. You, this Lip is what I was trying to say about Özil. Özil can maybe do one or two passes. He's doing a few a game. Not just one, he's doing a few. In, fa in fairness, Gwendouzi, if he has a games like that all the time, uh, you know, I'll be his biggest fan. No, listen, I don't, have a, I don't have an issue with him per se. I've got, I, I didn't like the way he goes to ground too easily. Um, I didn't like the way he pulls out of a tackle, uh, which he didn't do in the second half. Um, and I don't like the way he goes around with his flaying, flay, flaying arms. Is that the word? Um, flaying arms and also um, runs after the referee compl complaining and moaning. Um, on on, on a, another point. Uh, uh, no, no, no. He, he in particular. Right. He's on a yellow card already, uh, Mike. Okay, mm. he's on a yellow card already, and he gets into a tete-a-tete -a -tete with 
the the keeper, and he could easily that there was there was a bunch of players that gathered around and everything could have easily gone gone wrong. We're down to ten men, and he goes and has a row with uh, Tom Heaton. He shouldn't be doing that. This is where he needs to get his was head together. His, was that his penalty when he got fouled no, in the penalty? No, it wasn't his penalty. This was another time later in the game. So, uh, was it when he had his penalty? He was flagging for a yellow card. Uh, flagging for a card. Yes, well, you uh, can't again. But that's that's the other thing. The referee had a bad game. He was waving the cards ref, around the, all the, over the place. Somebody would have comment up earlier that that you know uh, John Moss was awful and he, he was yeah. dreadful. Um, but but he can't be doing that card thing. He can't be having a row with the keeper. When when we're down to 10 men... Yeah, I understand. At, He's at, got to get some things out at, of his system. But yeah, I agree. He shouldn't be doing stuff like that. But then at, again, yeah. you could also argue, who doesn't? You know what I mean? There's loads of them that do right, But, right. but, the, but, right, the, but there, are lo- there are loads that do keep their head down and do it. There's some really good young players that, that do that and keep their head down. For the life of me now, I can't think of any to give you an example. But there are loads that do it. You've got to remember as well, Fergus, this is only his second season in the Premier League. You know, He's probably used to League 2. So, you know what I mean? He might be used to getting away with stuff like that. Uh, obviously, with it being a Premier League, it's only his second season. So, he's got he's still got to iron some stuff out yet, but he's doing really well at the minute. And, mm. I, you know, I mean, I agree on some of the stuff, definitely. But you got to, you got to think as well. Look at how many... Uh, Play look at how many Villa players were complaining to the ref as well about certain things. So it's, and, and in it's fairness, just, and to, just to finish up on, on the Villa game, Villa had a penalty claim turned down by Johnson Moss on the 89th minute when the substitute Connor Houlihan um, shot a, a ball against Socrates' arm. And I know on our internal WhatsApp chat, Manny came along and uh, maybe one of you guys came along and said, oh no, it was more his shoulder. It wasn't. I mean, I, trap, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was, was looking. Very it, was, it, was, it was his arm. No. I was down the other end in yeah. block five, looked and I just put my head in my hands and I just thought, oh Jesus Christ. It was looking and the fire alarm went off in the bloody van outside. Well, it, the thing, it, the thing it would have been an accident if it had hit his hand. You couldn't have blamed Socrates for that. The ball hit the end. I know that's basically a penalty nowadays. Oh, boys, I've still got Gwen Doozy in me. Oh, have we got to move on, Fergus? I need to... no, 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 no. Finish up on Gwen Doozy then. You see, the, 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 for years, right, we've been crying out of the Arsenal for a player like Gwen Doozy, who's a bit feisty, who's going to get in the goalkeeper's face and say, "Hey, behave yourself, or, you're, or I'm going to have a word with you." Mind you, that that pro, that big lad, what's his name, that defender that pushed Gwen Doozy away. Jesus, he's a big fella, and I wouldn't want to mess with him. But you know, that's what we've wanted. Now, you know, you need to make amends to Gwen Doozy, Fergus. So I'm, I think that you, Fergus, needs to be putting together a Gwen Doozy song. And, yeah, and, and, you do. It can't be any worse than the Alabama Yang effort because that is absolutely <laughs> awful. You need to be thinking up a Gwen Doozy song, Fergus. You know, because the young lad is is already, in my opinion, and going to be in future a superstar. Mm, I'd make him captain tomorrow. I would. Someone I put it on Facebook today. Next eight years, yeah, Gwen Doozy have the wristband for the have the armband for the next eight years. Let, Right, Let, let's see how Tierney does. Let's see how Tierney does. Right, so um, Arsenal have kept one clean sheet in their last 10 games uh, against newly promoted teams in the Premier League, which was only against one nil, a 1-0 one nil win against Huddersfield in May 2018, which you were at, um, Scunny, which was the, the final Wenger game, um, yeah. uh, including none uh, of their seven such games with Unai Emery. So he's not kept a clean sheet Um against against uh, uh, newly promoted teams. Aubameyang has scored 16 goals in 16 games across the, uh, all competitions for Arsenal, including um, the last four uh, uh, in a row who's had five goals. 
Um, I think we'll get into the Guna debate now, because the Guna debate, really, what we're going to talk about, really, is... I've touched on Emery a few times, and uh, I don't want to get this into an Emery in or out thing, but... Um, I said that the discussion between myself and Potsy at, at, at half time was like he's under pressure. Do, do you think he's under pressure still? He looks like he he is on 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 the halfway line. Who wants to go in first? Yeah, I don't care. Go on, Steve. Go on, Steve. Sorry, Seth. Go on, Steve. Yeah, no. okay. um, I think he knows. Obviously, he's he only got given a two year contract. He knows our aim is to get top four. He's already saying that, you know, he said in, I think, the Europa press conference that, you know, he, he wants to get into the Champions League next year. And option one is by doing it in the league. Option two is the Europa League. Um, and he knows that the fans are turning. I think the board know that the fans are already starting to turn. He needs to get it right this year. And, and so far, he's been such a mixed bag. You know, the players need to stand up and be counted, of course. But if he, if if we don't get top four this season, I th I think that's it. That is that's him gone, and I think he already knows that. And they talk about players um, under Wenger before they got rewarded. Uh, they, what was that? Why do players not get rewarded after a good shift? Uh, same as under Wenger. They didn't, they didn't under Wenger. Uh, but what, how should they get rewarded then, uh, Steve? Well, well, I mean, you, you're saying about, you know, you look at players like Nabry, look at players like Joel Campbell, look at players like Callum Chambers under Arsene Wenger. Three of those players never put a foot wrong in an Arsenal shirt, but two of them left. Chambers got, you know, pushed out on loan twice. Yes, one of them was under, under Emery, of course, but I, I just think, I think if a player puts in a good shift, like Saka did on Thursday, he got the reward in starting, but I think that comes down to the fact that... Uh, that you know we're we're light on the wings at the moment. I think if Lacazette was fit, Saka wouldn't have started on Friday. Whether no, he, he wouldn't. You know, whether he scored five, sorry, wouldn't have started yesterday. Whether he scored five on Thursday, he wouldn't have played. So okay. I think really players should you know should be rewarded with some good form if it was if they've you know got some good form. But unfortunately, they don't. And you look at the midfield and you look at someone like Xhaka that's starting week and week out after poor performances. You know, players like Willock that have a good game. Guendouzi has, has obviously had a mainstay, but Torreira, he's coming off the bench and having a good game. And Jacka starts in front of him, and and there's no there's no real justice in that, in my opinion. So, whose fault is it? is it the manager's fault? Absolutely, it's the manager's fault because it's the manager that picks the lineup. And Anthony message in the group says um, that the man's useless. You've got to sack him. <laughs> I don't think I don't. I, in my opinion, you can't sack him now. I think the, with the players playing how they already are and the errors that are thrown about, if you get in a manager now that tries to then say, right, you played like this under Emery, you played like this under Wenger, we're now playing like this, it's going to take six, seven, eight weeks to implement a new philosophy and training. You know, sometimes it works, but I think with the players that we've got and you can see how long it's taken to transition from the Wenger style to the Emery style, I don't think sacking him now is, is the is the wrong thing. I think, as I say, you've got to give him till May, in my opinion. And then if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't do well, and even if he does get us into the top four and he's, you know, the board decides actually he's not the right man to do it, we've only just scraped through, then get somebody else and give a full preseason, clear out players that they don't want. They need to have that time off and time to change things. You can't okay. do it midway through a season if we're playing this badly at the moment. Okay. Are we Guys, playing bad? Well, well, I mean, the, the, the errors that are in the game at the moment. 
I disagree. I disagree with you, Big Steve. Do I ever disagree with you, pal? Firstly, I'm not going to talk about Wenger, right? It's gone. It's been and gone. Stop dwelling on Wenger, everybody, right? It's time. I never spoke bad about him. He was a brilliant. I loved him. But his time's gone. He's done. We move on, right? So now we talk about Emery, right? Why do we want to sack Emery? He's been there since two seasons. The pressure's building on Emery, and it shouldn't be. Right? Why are fans turning against him? We're fourth in the league after seven games, or is it eight games, whatever it is, you know? Look down on the, there's, there's Chelsea, there's Man United, all in worse positions than us. The only teams above us are, are, are Liverpool and Man City, who have both got managers that have been there some considerable time now, and, and they've built their squad. It's not taking them a year, it's not taking them two years. How long's Klopp been at Liverpool? Three, four years? Three, four years, yeah. Five. Yeah. Five years, there you go. Five years. Five, yeah. There you go, right? Five years. You don't take what he got in the first at the start of last season and turn them into European champions in the season and a half. No, it I, doesn't I happen. Think... You know, you got to give it. it, it we, we're getting everything we wanted, right? We, we're getting new players in. We've got backroom staff change. We've got directors of football. We've got that many people. I can't even remember who they all are now, right? Raul and all that lot. But you know, we we are getting changed. We've got January to come. I think it'll be a big mistake if we don't strengthen the defence in January. Although, I know we're going to talk about it in a minute. We've got to because our our, um, our defence could well be strengthened from tomorrow night. But very interesting to see what happens tomorrow. But don't, don't, don't... Well. I, I, go on, sorry, Steve. You know, that, that, that's that's it as well. You know, at the moment, we are without Holden. We are without Bellerin. We are without Tierney, who, you know, who's expected to make a good... You know, a real good impression. And I mean, the point I was making was not that I think he should be sacked or I think he should be out the door regardless in Jan. Sorry, not Jan, in May. I'm just saying that I, I can understand why fans are starting to question because so far this season, we haven't hit the ground running. And last season, you know, we did see an improvement. But yeah, you know, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that I think he should go, but there is pressure building. And Andy Fink uh, says, thankfully, our rivals have uh, problems too. Man United, uh, Spurs, um, Chelsea, they have problems. Uh, but I think almost that they, because of the situation they're in, they've actually have to deal with what they've got, deal with youth and get on with it. And they're doing all right. They didn't look too bad against Liverpool. If they, had, they? If they didn't have their transfer ban, I think it, things might have been different for them. But, but the transfer ban actually might do them a favour. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. The transfer ban's done them maybe a little bit of a favour, but you've also got to look at if they didn't have that ban, I think things might be slightly different. Mm. You see, what you've got to remember, boys, is there's no bad teams in the Premier League this year. I think it's a very strong league. All the teams that should be struggling have had great results. Norwich yeah, have had a good Sheffield United, result. everyone rated Sheffield them. Have had the, a good yeah, everyone rated yeah. them to finish dead last. Yeah, Newcastle have had a good result, right? So they're all having good results. Now, we, we played with 10 men for over half a game against Aston Villa, who are not the weakest of sides, and we've, we've nicked a 3-2 win. And we've been behind twice while we're down to 10 men. we still won the game 3-2. And we've took off our supposed captain, who's meant to be, who, who should be our talisman, our driving force, our central midfielder, who's going to drive us on with 10 men. He's had the bottle to take him off while we're down. And we've, we've, we've shown a right pair. I think someone once said we, got, we showed some kahunas, isn't it? Someone said that once. Kahunas. Right? And that's what we've done. And I thought we'd come away with a 3-2 win 
out of 10 men over the half, over half a game. I'm not unhappy with the result of the weekend. No. Not at all. Look at the crowd. Everyone talks about the crowd at the Emirates yesterday. Just, you know, from watching it on a stream, they looked just, you know, I think one of the commentators said when, when Aubameyang scored the free kick, the Emirates went bonkers and it looked like that. And and I think to see to see that reaction and the reaction of the players, I think a, a, a lot of the time in the second half, I even forgot that we were down to 10 men. Um, in fairness, um, I met up with Edward Seaborn. Uh, he come from South Africa and he's moved uh, relocated over here. And um, I had to sort out his ticket and stuff because he's he, he's renting a season ticket, etc. And there was some aggro over that. But we met up for a beer in the Woodbine beforehand. And I met James Power as well, uh, both from Arsenal Fans Forum. And um, uh, he was talking about the atmosphere because his first ever game in... In, at the Arsenal in the North Bank, etc. And he came up to me at half time, and I'm not going to do a South African accent, um, but uh, he came along and said, Fergus, the atmosphere here is crap. Oh, this is awful. They, the clock end need to be singing. And I said, Look, what you hear on TV is not always what. Um, what it actually in reality is. So, you, you you know, it will get better in the second half. The team are playing towards us, et cetera, et cetera. And if we get a goal, it will just, it will light up. And and effectively, that's that's what did happen. And we, you know, we came back at them, we got a goal and, and, and it lit up. Listen, there was one question I put out to you guys. Um, and just brief one line or so, and then we'll quickly look at the Forest and we've obviously got the United game as well. Um, I uh, saw a question on Twitter, I think it was, and it was um, the Arsenal Invincibles versus um, the... <laughs> Trev wasn't happy about this one. Um, the Arsenal Invincibles versus say, Man City or Liverpool of today. How, who, who do you think would win such a game? Trev, go on. You didn't want to answer, so I'm going to put it on you straight away. Fergus, it's a no-brainer. Of course the Arsenal Invincibles would have won. I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm not going to say anything else. We'd have beat them. We're the, best te- we're the only team ever gone unbeaten in the season. That's it. They wouldn't have beaten us because we were unbeatable. We were the Invincibles. Question over. Move on. Anybody else want to shoot me down in flames? Amen. Amen. <laughs> in, in all what fairness, it is, it's a bit of a daft question for biased fans, isn't it, really? Well, yeah, but again, trying to look at objectively at how much football has progressed or not. Were the Arsenal Invincibles as good? Because football has changed over the years, Trev. That and the reason I was I was interested in your your response, Trev, because you've been going there for nearly fifty years, and 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 it was just interesting. You've seen football change so much, and 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 that's why I just thought, like you know. Uh, you could give a better answer than that. Foot, football is unrecognisable now, Fergus. Even yep. from like 20 years ago, less than that. In that we we don't tackle anymore in football. We think we tackle, but we don't tackle. Anybody wants to, um, wants to, uh, if it's got a spare half hour or a spare hour, go on YouTube and, and put in the big match, 1970s, right? And just watch some of the highlights from the games in them days. Wow. You know, the, the, the games, if, if they'd have played the same games then, now, they'd end up five aside. There'd be no players left on the field. You know, they wouldn't need VAR, trust me. It's pretty <laughs> obvious what was going on, you know. The, the, the games would have been abandoned, wouldn't they, really? Yeah, they would. Yeah, they would nowadays, yeah. They yeah. would nowadays, yeah. yeah. So, listen, um, tomorrow night, uh, you touched on it. We're going to have a really interesting opportunity. I, I, I'm sure that... Um, 
we will have uh, Tierney, Bellerin, holding maybe on the bench, I think. I don't know if he'll actually, will he start? Um, you know, um, what, what do we... Very good comment. Sorry, I've just seen someone's comment on there, so I just thought yeah. I'd start laughing. So just, let's, let's finish off on the Man City thing. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, no, uh, Anthony has said, "Man, Man City have lost to Norwich. We're not allowed to swear. Invincibles would have stuffed them." Okay, Anthony, we'll get that point. But listen, yeah, Fergus, uh, it's the other one, Fergus. Sorry, one, one second, Anthony. You could spin that the other way around. That um, we lost a two-goal lead to Watford, and then Man City uh, went, and Watford made uh, Man City look like. Harlem Globetrotters or whatever the word is. So, oh, they absolutely but, smashed them to pieces. But 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 uh, we're looking at the Carling Cup or whatever it's called now, the Caribou Cup. Um, what do we reckon on 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 this game? What what do you think? It's gonna stuff them. They're bringing That's a lot of fans very... with them, aren't they? They're bringing a lot well, of fans with them. They've sold over eight thousand tickets. You know, not Forest. They have. Um, Ryan has is, is come along and said Arsenal site says holding is available for selection now. Uh, Maitland Niles did not uh, get an injury from the Villa game. Well done. You were right. But he's suspended for the game tomorrow. Oh, good. Well, actually, that's not too bad. So he's available for the United game if required. I forgot the red cards go into the FA Cup games. There's the League Cup. So, yeah, they don't oh, go into the games, FA yeah. Cup. It's no, they, go both. they do. The they go both. They must go both then. Because I thought it was... Uh... Yeah, I thought it was just the FA Cup, so uh, so I apologise. Yeah, it is the League Cup, and I thought it only went into the FA Cup as well. I'm, I'm not actually going to the game um, tomorrow night uh, for a couple of reasons. Obviously, the, as I said before, the stuff going on. Um, but uh, I've been in the past to the, to the League Cup, and I've booked my own seat. And Mike, you know what, and Trev, you know what it's like there. We, we stand, and there's about three to a seat, and we have a... <laughs> have a good old laugh. I went there um, for, I think it was Arsenal versus West Ham in either the FA Cup early rounds or League Cup early rounds. And seven minutes in, the crowd was like, stand up if you hate Tottenham and all this sort of stuff all over and over and over again. And I tried uh, to get something going seven minutes in. I went Rocky Rowcastle and some guy turned around to me and said, uh, Oi, mate, leave it out. It's a different era. And honestly, I, I, it just, it just. You got shot down massively. It, no, he's a different crowd at, at Carabao yeah, Cup games. A different, I don't enjoy going. Well, I don't go anymore at the moment, do I? But uh, I it is different. You, you what, mate? That's where I first met you without without knowing. I got Johnny C, didn't I? Yeah. I'll tell you what. Year. How strange is that, Steve? Eh? 60,000 yeah. in a crowd and you were sitting next, you sit next to me in Johnny's seat. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Can I just ask a question about tomorrow, right? Yeah. Would he dare, would he dare play... Bellerin, Tierney, and Holding. Would he dare start all three? I'd love to see it. But... Why not? Yeah, well, they're all coming back from injury, aren't they? So there might be a bit of a risk there. But oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see these boys back. Again, know. again, it's not on UK TV. It is on some. It's on for African uh, uh, listeners and viewers. It's on Super Sport Three. Um, I think it's on ESPN Plus and the ESPN app for American uh, viewers. Uh, so I'm sure uh, our UK viewers 
we'll find a very legitimate stream somewhere <laughs> on the internet. Amazing, isn't it? English isn't football's it? not shown on English TV. It's, it's ridiculous, awful. and it bores my, it bores my blood. Yeah. It bores my blood. And when they do show it, they cost you an arm and a leg with Sky Sports and BT Sports. Mm. It's pointless. Day Pass has gone up to 10 quid now as well. I've told you. Pass. I've told you what to do. We'll take that offline. <laughs> um, and, and you can't watch. You can't watch any games on Boxing Day this year unless you've got something else, can you? What is, is it? Amazon, Amazon or something? Amazon Prime. Yeah. My good God. I've got it. I'm all right. <laughs> there's there's, two, got, there's, there's some two, good TV programs on there for you. You know, just to let you know. I've got other options. I'm not saying. I was going to say, if you if you're not, I know people who have other options as well. Uh, so that's I know people. I know people that rob people. <laughs> right. Listen. Um, finally, um, Johnny is on holidays. He will be doing the match preview show. I'm not sure he's who's going to have it on, have on with him, uh, but he'll be doing it probably Saturday evening or Sunday. It's one of the games I always look out for uh, because my brothers are United uh, supporters. Uh, Arsenal take on United next Monday evening. Um, quickly round robin, um, round robin. Who do we think? Or what, what what do we think the score will be? Steve, I'll go with you first. Four 0 Oh, I'm writing this down. <laughs> yeah, four no, nil. I think four nil to, to Arsenal. Arsenal. Okay, yeah, of course. Okay, Mike. Well, I'm going. I'll uh, I'll be in the ground. I'll be in the stands. Uh, but I'm going to predict. I'm I'm afraid. So I think we're going to lose two one. Really? Okay, yeah. that's brave. Bearing in mind, Rashford is now injured, and the only oh, person they've got sorry, up front. I thought is, we're talking is... about tomorrow. No, yeah. Oh, you're locked and loaded yeah. now. Yeah. Locked and loaded. Oh. <laughs> oh, no way. I yeah, United. I'd say two one. Uh, well, two we're one. not lost. Two one Arsenal. I've got you down for four 0 It's written down as an ink. Look, ah. it's there. <laughs> Done. You you get you get you well, get if a point happens, if we win. If yeah, and it, yeah. Trev, <laughs> go and go for it. Well, I think with Rashford out, right? I think we're going to win three one. I think we're going to win. The boys are going to turn up. Uh, you to... know what? I think it's going to be a rare occasion. It hasn't been for a while that we've gone to Old Trafford. The last time was... Who, was, who scored that? Uh, Danny, Danny Welbeck. Welbeck. Yeah, Danny Welbeck. Will Tord have got goals up there. I, 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 do, I do feel uh, that we, we will win. Uh, depending on how our defence, get, which gets a run out tomorrow night... How they figure out? Uh, I'm I'm with you, Trev. I'm I'm going. I just I'm not confident on us keeping a clean sheet, so I will go for three one as well. So, all right, listen, people. Uh, this is the end of the podcast. We're now just going to ramble on about making you please, 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 like, share, review us. Um, uh, you know, we are just Arsenal fans. Um. Normal fans like you uh, and, and and the rest of us, we we do this for fun. We're not trying to get famous. We're not trying to do anything else. We do, we just enjoy talking about Arsenal and being with our mates. Um, the one thing I would like to say beforehand, before we close off, is I would like to wish Colchester um, all the best and hopefully that they beat that lot down the lane, uh, down the road uh, tomorrow as well in the League Cup. Um, you have. <laughs> Preach. Colin, Colin Bramwell's playing for Colchester now, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's yeah, ex ex Arsenal, ex Arsenal. Yeah. 
Right, you have been listening to an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. If you do like the show, please review us. Please follow us here, obviously on Facebook. But we are going to migrate across to YouTube. Um, and this will be reposted on YouTube. Uh, uh, come after Christmas, all these will go on uh, on online, on, on YouTube. Um, you can also, if you like the audio podcast, they will continue. The audio will continue on Spotify, Acast, um Apple iTunes, um, and any platform that you want. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you very much, everybody. Up the arse.